Late Night City, Beyond the Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, when you see a book title like UFOs Today, 70 Years of Lies, Misinformation and Government Cover-Ups, you have to speak to the author. Irina Scott, hello. Hello. Well, the title grabbed me straight away. Well, I hope it did because I try to I try to give a lot of information that's new information and that should be interesting to everybody. Right. Tell me, first of all, who you are. What's your background? Why are you interested in UFOs? My background is in science. And um, I'm just an amateur or a hobbyist with UFOs. I have a PhD from the University of Missouri in the Veterinary School of Medicine and MS from the University of Nevada and a postdoc from Cornell. I've been a, a professor at um, St. Bonaventure University and I've also done research and teaching at the Ohio State University Medical School in Battelle. When did you first get when did you first get into interested in UFOs? I started I started out with an interest in astronomy and started in college in that and I found out that at that time they just didn't hire females, so I went into something else. But I've always had an interest in astronomy and anything that's slightly associated with it. So I was I've been interested in UFOs soon after I found out what they were. <laughs> Now, as a scientist, uh, you have to have facts, surely, before you write a book like this. Well, I try. It's hard to collect facts because the UFO phenomena is sort of ephemeral, but I've tried to collect the best facts I can. So what made you write the book? Well, for one thing, I worked in several, I've worked in or been in several of the places that investigated UFOs heavily. And so I sort of had an inside look at some of the places that did that. And I've also known some of the original investigators up until today's investigators. So I had a lot of information rattling around my head that I decided to do something with. It's interesting you, you've written this book. I had a professor on the other week who completely poo-pooed anything to do with UFOs, said they don't exist. Well, um, <laughs> I think there's some there's some types of proof that the UFO phenomena is, exists because they've done some scientific studies, but none of these studies have really been in the press. The press seems to cover things that make them look ridiculous a lot of times. So, how did you construct the book? I construct it um, chronologically, and I start with the modern type of a UFO phenomena um, and I start with Kenneth Arnold and then which was the first time the idea of flying saucers came in and when the idea of that they might that something might be extra ET and then I just follow through um, in the different decades and talk about what happened in the, in the different decades and um, information about cover-up. Did you hit any brick walls writing this book? <laughs> My main 
brick wall is that I think the UFO phenomena is a lot more complex than anybody knows. I mean, some people suspect. I don't view it exactly as craft from other planets or that sort of thing. I think it's something more complex. And um, that would, and so that makes it more complex, more complicated to investigate. Give give me an example of what you mean by complex, please. Well, a lot of observation shows things that just, in the opinion of Newtonian physics, can't happen. For example, people see balls of light. Sometimes they merge. Sometimes they come apart into several balls of light. Sometimes they will change appearance. And sometimes things will go through walls and that sort of thing. And that contradicts the common idea of Newtonian physics. However, I was uh, talking about in the book that this isn't contradicted by quantum physics in some ways. And so I think it's more elaborate, needs more uh, ideas to test out than just the common idea of craft from another planet. Part of the title of the book is Government Cover-Ups. Why would the government even want to cover up anything to do with flying saucers? I don't know. Uh, that's a good answer, isn't it? Um, at first, people had the impression it was craft from another planet and that any government that knew about it or would be in contact with it would be able to take over the world with all their technological knowledge and everything. Today, I nobody's taken over the world after 70 years, so that may not be correct. And so I don't know why they're covering up. I think they are. There's lots of evidence that they cover up, that they are pretty concerned about covering up. But it seems sort of useless now because nobody seems to have some secret from the UFOs or anything. Now, the, the also part of the title, 70 Years of Lies. Why 70 years? The Kenneth Arnold sighting was in 1947, so that's 70 years. They've been caught in a lot of lies. For example, there's been scientific studies of UFOs that showed that something was actually, that some, the phenomena actually existed by the scientific way of showing things. And the government would say no. Nothing happened. And there, there's other cases where they just don't have any information, but they still come to the conclusion that there's nothing to it. With doing all your research, what, what do you believe, you yourself? I think it needs a lot more study, and I think the government is getting in the way of that because it's just presenting ideas such as they don't exist or giving really ridiculous explanations to people who report things. I think if they wanted to do justice scientifically, they wouldn't do that. They would kind of open it up and make it so people could report. And more than that, the scientific literature ought to be more open to people doing studies and um, publishing, too. Putting the book together, what, what, what is the purpose of the book? What do you want people to take from reading this book? 
I want to take um, one main thing I want people to take is that this may be a lot more complex than anybody knows. And this is an analogy. It might be like it's like several hundred years ago, people didn't know what germs were. And they had all kinds of weird solutions to disease because they didn't know anything about germs. And so they'd burn people on stakes and all kinds of things. People got sick. And later, as science progressed, they found microorganisms and figured out that this relates to germs. Well, maybe we're in the same type of um, state of knowledge of UFO phenomena that people were hundreds of years ago in germs, and maybe we need to just do some more studies and find out more about what's going on instead of just ignoring it and coming with weird solutions. But why would UFOs come to this planet? Why this planet? There must be a billion planets out there we don't know about. We've been here for, I mean, I don't know if they're from another planet, for one thing, because I don't know what the phenomena is. But if part of it's from ET, um, we've been in existence, human beings, for like 150,000 years. The Earth has been in existence for about four, little, four billion years, and the universe over 13 billion years. So there could be uh, entities that are way past us too far to even believe. And it might not, it might be just very easy to get from one place to another. I'm talking to Irina Scott, who's written a book called UFOs Today, 70 Years of Lies, Misinformation and Government Cover-Ups. Was it a hard book to write? I had been sort of involved in it in a way because of the places I worked. And I also, uh, I didn't exactly want to mention the people I worked with in the UFOs because people make fun of me. But eventually I did. I met a lot of people and I just, had a lot of information that I thought would be useful to other people, such as first-hand experience. Have you been anywhere near Roswell? Yes, I've been there several times and um, talked to a number of people, such as the daughter of Mr. Hout, who who made the original announcement about the, about the crash. And I've looked at everything in museum lot of times and talk to other people that have been involved in the events there. Has anybody blown the lid off Roswell yet? They all appear to try to, but nobody seems to have actually done it. No, I don't think so, because if whatever happened, if it, if it did happen, it may have been classified and the government can keep secrets for a very long time. And so it's really unknown unless the government comes up with something. What they've always said is that Roswell was a balloon. But the trouble is that I found some definite proof that they sent something from Roswell to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And if they did that, um, it's hard to believe it was a balloon because these were the top people, people at Roswell were the top people in the military um, for knowing about those things. I mean, the 509th was the uh, 
squadron that dropped the atomic bombs in Japan. And these people should be able to identify a balloon. So if it was a balloon, it seemed very mysterious to me that they would be so... Um, if they would send it to Wright-Patterson to be looked at and things, because they should have recognized that immediately. There are many books about UFOs. What makes this different? One thing that makes it different is that I was working in some of the places that examined UFOs. For example, Wright-Patterson is probably the grandfather of agencies that investigate UFOs. And I was there for work-related reasons a couple times so that I could drive around the um, base and see what's going on. But also I knew somebody that worked there, and he showed me all through everything, the top-secret areas, and discussed a lot of information about UFOs and that sort of thing. He didn't give me any, um, you know, anything that was super top-secret that uh, explained UFOs, but he was quite interesting and let me see a lot of things with Wright Patterson. With the government changes, because there's government changes all the time, do they take, in your opinion, the secrets with them? It's my impression that there's some, I mean, this comes from working for the government, that there's some real top agency that's over everything on UFOs, but the uh, I, I don't know where it is. I think it's in Washington. And it must have a security clearance that's practically out of this world. And that's all I know. I, I just think there's something way above everything else. And I don't think the government's totally coordinated on everything it says about UFOs either. It'll be interesting then, Irina, to know how your new president, Donald Trump, handles it. Well, I don't know. It'd be nice if somebody just um, open everything up and give all the information. But I don't think there's a possibility <laughs> to do that. I mean, they claim that they're opening up and presenting files and everything, but I imagine if they had some real top-secret, super-secret information that they would keep that to themselves. Are you pleased with your new book? Yes. I put it, most of what I knew in it and hope I presented it well. Have you written before? Yes. One of my latest books was a um, biography of John Perdue, the founder of Purdue University in um, the U.S. Yeah. So the book is called UFO Today, 70 Years of Lies, Misinformation and Government Cover-Up. Well, we have several smoking guns in it, I should say that too. Well, before you leave then, if you've got some smoking guns, let us have one of them. One of them was I worked at Battelle Memorial Institute. It's an important um, institute for research. It's one of the top in the world who developed the copier, the Xerox copier and things. And I discovered that somebody that worked, they had had a study for um, Project Blue Book going on a long time ago. And I discovered that somebody there said that they had worked with um, alien artifacts. And this was interesting because he said that way back around the time of Roswell. And nobody knew anything about Roswell then. And so I published on it. I think it was in the 1990s, but somebody picked it up like in um, the Witness to Roswell book, which is a top seller and discussed it. 
And so that was the kind of important information. Plus, the man was a top scientist who had been written up in American Men of Science and that sort of thing. Fascinating stuff. I hope the book's a bestseller. Thank you so much for talking to us. Well, thank you. I'm glad I could be here.